At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Hi, it's Rachel Hollis, and this is the Start Today podcast. The Start Today community are people from every walk of life all around the world, but we all have one important thing in common. We're all trying to become a better version of ourselves. This is a community of dreamers and doers. This is a cohort of learners and leaders. This is a space where we celebrate trying again, learning from failure, and rooting each other on. We believe that when you start each day with gratitude and intention, you can produce incredible results. Start today this way. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Start Today podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hollis, and I'm glad you're here. So I love to start off every episode of the show with a piece of gratitude. It's so much of what the work, the morning routine is, the plan, the practice that I've had for the last decade. Gratitude is the foundation of it. And I thought that perhaps if I shared something from my journal that I'm really grateful for, it might resonate with you or might help you think of something in your life that you are also grateful for. If I haven't talked to y'all about this before, then allow me to just take a few seconds and properly pitch you on why a gratitude practice is so freaking incredible. Obviously, I'm not taking any credit for the idea of a gratitude practice because Oprah Winfrey was the first person I heard talk about that probably... 25 years ago. And I'm sure someone long before her did it. But what I know for sure is that this practice is easy. It's absolutely free. And it, when done correctly, can fundamentally reshape the way that you look at your life. Like for instance, I'm going to give you an old trick right now that's going to help to solidify my point. Wherever you are right now, I want you to look around the room and I want you to, as quickly as you can, identify as many things as you can that are blue. Try and get the number as high as you can, like that blue chair, that blue button on this thing, that blue button on this thing, that blue thing there. See how many you can, as fast as you go, go as fast as you can. How many did you get? Did you get eight? Did you get 10? Blue, blue, blue. Just look for blue, 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 right? How many red things did you see? Right. We weren't looking for red. We were looking for blue. And when we look for blue, we find it. The joke with this is you probably saw things that were like aqua and called them blue just so that you could have more blue things that you identified. But you didn't see red things because that's not what you were focused on. The same goes for gratitude, for blessings. And for those of you who are working on building something, trying to build a business, trying to grow in some way, the same is true for opportunity. 
for resources, for people to network with. When you are looking for something, you will find it. Have you ever gotten a new car and you never saw the Toyota Sienna before, but then you got it and now you see Toyota Siennas everywhere? Scientifically, this happens because of a part of our brain called the reticular activating system. I'm not gonna get into it. But what you need to know is that your brain is incapable of handling the amount of information that's coming at it at any given moment. You would literally, your brain would literally explode like that emoji if you had to process all of the information that was coming at you right now. So our genius brain filters through what is important and what is not. And our reticular activating system is what is in charge of knowing what's important to you. So when you decide that you're gonna learn to ski this winter, and then all of a sudden you start seeing like posters for skiing and flights to Utah are this price and ooh, those are cute ski pants and you see an influencer that you love who's on a ski trip, you start to see all of this stuff. You're like, wow, it's so crazy because all of a sudden I'm seeing all these things that go in line with what I've decided to focus on. Y'all, that stuff was always there. You're seeing more of it now because your brain has been taught that that is important to you. Gratitude work is powerful on a spiritual level, but it's also just neuroscience. This is how your brain works. So doing a gratitude practice to start your day is so powerful because you're starting your day in communion with whatever you believe in. I believe in God, I believe in the universe, I believe in energy and source and guardian angel. I mean, what doesn't Rach believe in? I'll believe in it all. You get to believe in whatever you want to. But when you start the day believing that that source, whatever it is, is helping you, is guiding you, is, is offering you gifts, is putting things in your path, is keeping you safe, when you start the day with that intentionality, it's setting yourself up and your brain up to feel that that is the quantification of your life, that that is what every part of your life is. You're literally programming your brain to see blessings because you see blessings. And just for my friends who love to talk about manifesting and law of attraction, the vibration that you come into a day with when you start with gratitude is infinitely higher than what you woke up with. So a gratitude practice, it's hugely important. And here's my best advice for how to do it. I think it's powerful in the morning. I think it's powerful to write it down. In a world where we live on our phones, where everything is digital, there's something very powerful about your hand moving across a page and writing down gratitude and goals. It's hugely important. You don't have to do it in a Start Today journal. Do it in any piece of paper you have lying around. Chances are somewhere in your house, you've got a notebook, you've got Post-its, you've got some source of paper that you have not used that's all collected in one spot that you can use for this practice. 
the last piece of advice I would give you about gratitude, and this is the thing that really makes it effective, is you have to feel it. You can't just write it. Because if you just write it down, it's going to become monotonous. It's going to become rote. It's going to become devoid of feeling. And what makes the practice powerful is you feeling the emotion attached to what you're writing. This shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes at the most. But as you think of things you're grateful for, I personally like to do things that happen within the last 24 hours because it challenges me to be on the lookout throughout the day for things to feel gratitude over. Last 24 hours, and I really want to put myself back into that feeling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. I want to imagine it like a movie, right? I want to see myself in the movie or I want to see the point of view of the person in the movie, like experiencing that moment again, experiencing the moment where my daughter told a joke and everybody laughed, experiencing the moment where my boyfriend kissed me, experiencing the moment where Noah and I did our secret handshake before she went to school in the morning. Like that's what I want to get back inside of. So I've given you my pitch on gratitude. I promise I'm not going to do that every episode. But I'm setting you up because I am going to tell you one of the things I wrote in my journal this morning. And I'm still using an older one. I know you guys got to be using older ones because we're sold out. I'm using the Be Brave journal, if you're just wondering. And I know that some of you right now are like, dude, I have a start today journal. I filled out three pages or I never even opened that thing. I just got it because I want to support Rach. This is your reminder to give it a try. But number four on my gratitude list this morning was hosting dinner with a full table. I have a table in my dining room that seats 10, which is a big table. And I'm very intentional about that. First of all, we got a family of six, so it's not that crazy. But I intentionally got a table that was bigger because I love having people over. I love hosting. I love creating space for others. I love cooking for others. I think we're in a world where most people are afraid to invite someone over for dinner because they think it's not going to be fancy enough or cool enough. And 
y'all, your friends, your coworkers, they, they don't care. They just want to hang out. They're so touched that you would invite them into your home. So don't overthink it. Just if you want to do it, do it. And for me, a lot of the dinners that I host are for teenagers because I have two teenagers and they love to invite their friends over. And I had a dinner last night that I got to have the table full, not even full, but I actually had to pull some of these chairs from the studio into the house so that we could fit even more people. It was just special and it was loud and boisterous and people are laughing and there's music and we're just having the best time. And so that was a piece of my gratitude work this morning and I'm really grateful for it. And I hope maybe you thought of something that you're grateful for as well. This Monday morning finds us in our second week of the last 90 days. And I hope you guys are doing this challenge with us. You can start at any point. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to episode one of the Start Today podcast where I explain it. But essentially, we're in the last three months of the year and we want to finish strong. And this week, what I would love for you to consider as you're thinking about the last three months of this year is asking better questions. Asking better questions. Okay, what is it? What do you mean? What are you talking about, Rachel? What, what is this? This is a trick, a hack, a freaking life lesson that took me so long to learn. But once I got it, it's like the magic bullet. It's the keys to the kingdom. It's the secret sauce. It's the thing. It's the equation. It's like what everybody doesn't understand that they're looking for. And it's this simple. If you have not found the solution that you need for the problem you're working on, it's not the answer that sucks. It's the question. It is the question you are asking. Different questions give you different answers. Different questions give you different paths. Different questions give you a different way to consider it or to come at it from another angle or, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that Becky's cousin's brother works for that company and I bet he'd know the HR contact that I could reach out to. Ask better questions. The best example I have of this in my life, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a little bit douchey because I'm talking about getting to fly first class, okay? I just, I'm just setting the tone and I'm okay with that because I also know that this community working on themselves, trying to do things, and maybe one of your goals is to fly in the big seats in the front of the plane. And if that's not your goal, totally fine. But just listen to the story because it's a very good example of asking better questions. Years ago, let's say, gosh, maybe a decade, I was earlier in my career as a public speaker and I was getting, you know, when you first start out, you'll speak at the opening of an envelope. You'll speak anywhere anyone will let you talk to a crowd because you're just trying to work on it. But over time, I started to get better at it and I started to get invited places and the amount of money I was able to charge for my speaking gigs went from like 50 bucks, literally, to like $500 and then a thousand. And I was slowly building up my clientele and I was slowly building up to a level where I could charge a little bit more. 
but I had one piece of my speaking that was incredibly stressful for me, and that was flying. I would fly all over the country to give keynote speeches, and often, because I was trying to save money on hotels, I would fly in the morning of the speech. So very regularly, I would get on a plane, fly to another city, get off that plane and go to the venue where I was gonna give a keynote speech. And if you've ever seen me give a keynote speech, lots of energy, like I'm leaving it all on the floor, I'm doing my very best to hype up the crowd, it requires a lot. And whenever I was flying, because I didn't have a lot of money, I was taking Southwest or I was taking you know, the coach seat, and I was taking the cheapest option that I could possibly find, which often meant the center seat. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's awesome to be able to get to go on a trip. But every freaking time I got on that plane, y'all, I would walk by. I mean, this feels like the best marketing that an airline could ever do, which is to make you walk past like eight lazy boys, essentially, where people are like getting served champagne in a glass and you're like working your way back to the back with like your Sabaro bag, just dreaming of what it would be <laughs> to be able to be in those seats. So I was traveling all over, very tired, sitting in that center seat, having people like fight me for the armrest. And I just kept dreaming, man, someday, someday, I'm going to get to sit in those seats. Someday I'm going to make enough money doing speeches that I can afford a first class seat on an airplane to get to the speech. That was my whole goal. I wasn't trying to fly first class in life. I just wanted it for business. And this was at the beginning of the process of me writing down my goals. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go listen to episode zero. But this was the first bit of my life where I was regularly every day writing down goals I had for my life. And I was writing my goals as if they had already happened. Again, go listen to episode zero. So I was writing down my goals as if they had already happened. I was writing them every day. So one of my goals was I only fly first class. I only fly first class. I only fly first class. And it was such an audacious thing to say. This is what, like imagine only flying first class. Like what would that be like? And I wrote it down every day, every day, every day. And I was focused. I had a clearly defined goal. I really wanted it to happen. But a year went by and more time went by and I was nowhere closer to that goal than I had been before. And then I heard this thing about asking better questions. And I realized that I had asked a question a very long time ago of myself of how I could get to afford first-class airfare. And the question I had asked was, how can I afford first-class airfare? And the answer that I gave myself was, make enough money so that you could afford those tickets. But no matter how much more I made, I could never quite pull the trigger because it was so expensive and I really struggled with it. And I was just like, gosh, if I'm only making $1,500 on this keynote and I spend $1,000 on airfare, that's just dumb. So I could never quite get myself to do it. And then I heard this idea, ask better questions. And I was like, whoa, okay. So one morning, 
frustrated that this goal was never getting any closer to happening, I asked a different question, a better question. I asked, how could I fly first class without paying for it? Immediately, I had my answer. Immediately. Because that answer had been probably screaming at me from my subconscious for a year, but I wasn't asking the right key to unlock the door. Immediately, the answer popped into my head. Well, how I could fly first class without paying for it is I could tell the people who are booking me as a keynote speaker that if they want me to speak, they have to fly me first class. This idea made me want to poop my pants because I was so scared that if I asked, people were going to like come for me with pitchforks. Like, how dare you? This is, this, you're a snob. This is obnoxious, whatever. Y'all, to this day, and it's been 10 years, never one time when someone says, hey, how much is it for Rachel to speak at our conference? We send the price. And underneath it, it says, plus first class airfare and accommodations. Never one time has someone complained about that. They're like, okay. From that day, when I made the decision, I have only flown first class. That's pretty wild. That is pretty wild. Uh, now, I take that back because certainly there are times I've had to like jump on a flight or something wasn't available, whatever, and you just get in where you fit in. But 98% of the time, that is what's happening. Someone else is paying for me to fly on that seat. I mean, could just, I, it, I know I'm telling a story about something that's a little obnoxious, but it's the best example I have of that aha moment of like, oh my gosh, I have been coming at this in the wrong way. The solution was there. I just needed to come from a different angle. And so I say that to you today because chances are there's something you're working on in your life or you're pushing for in the last three months of this year that you need to ask some better questions. That you need to go, okay, wait, 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 wait. What's the solution? Focus only on the outcome. What is the result that you want? And then try and come at that result from a bunch of different angles. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Another example I have of this is a conversation I had with a really dear girlfriend who was going through just a horrific journey with IVF. And those of you who have gone through that process, I know you know. I don't know how hard that is for you, but I have gone through it with so many friends. And it's just so unfair for you and it's so brutal and it just is so hard on your system. 
And she was going through what had been multiple rounds and so much money they did not have. And it was just very hard. And we were talking about it, unpacking and unpacking and unpacking. She said, I just, I can't get it out of my head that I'm meant to be pregnant. I am meant to be pregnant. That is what my body is supposed to do. I am meant to be pregnant. And we've been friends for a very long time. And I had walked through this with them for a very long time. And so I said, can I ask you a question that might sound harsh, but can I just ask you this question because it might open up another thought? And she's like, yeah, at this point, anything. And I said, do you want to be pregnant or do you want to be a mother? Because those are two completely different things. And I watched her have this like, holy shit. There's so many routes that you can take to become parents. My daughter is adopted. I have so many friends who have gone through private adoption, international adoption, foster to adopt. I have friends that have tried IVF. I have friends that have done egg donors. I have friends who have done gestational carriers. I have had so many different experiences in my family and in my friend group. And that day was the first time that she thought of it through the lens of holy shit. She was so obsessed with getting pregnant, 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 because that was the answer to her was have a baby. And the question she had asked was, how do I personally have a baby? Oh, well, I get pregnant. And it was destroying them financially. It was destroying them emotionally. And it was destroying her physically. So I was like, how do you want to be pregnant? Because by the way, this is your journey. And if you want to be pregnant, that is your freaking choice. And I will stand by your side. I'll freaking learn how to give you a shot. Like, let's go. But if you want to be a mama, all of a sudden, there's 50 roads open to you instead of one. Ask better questions. Asking better questions can change your life. And if you feel like you try and come up with some and you really struggle to feel like you're getting better questions, ask a friend. Ask the smartest person you know. Ask the dumbest person you know. Ask someone out in the world. You see a stranger, you're like, dang, that's... Have you ever seen those videos on TikTok where that kid just goes around and people have like really nice houses or really nice cars? And he's like, what did you do to get this? It's such a genius concept for simple videos that really is a bright way to get some ideas because that's all the question is. The question is just you trying to gather information. It's you being curious about how this dream of yours, how this goal of yours can unfold in a different way. Some of you need to be asking, how could this be easier? Some of you are asking, how can I get this done? Not 
how can I get this done and thrive? How can I get this done and have it feel great? How can I get this done and have the life that I want to have? Ask better questions. The universe is constantly serving us up what we tell it we want. And you tell the universe what you want by what you focus on. And sometimes our focus is like a sledgehammer. We're obsessively looking at one thing. You're just that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. Fine. Here it is. And it doesn't come at all like you thought it would. It doesn't feel like you thought it would. It's missing certain elements that you wish were there because all you were focused on was one piece of it instead of the whole. So I'd love to encourage you to ask better questions. And speaking of questions, you should ask me some. We have a hotline that we have had for the last five years for RHP, the Rachel Hollis podcast. And it now has the option for Start Today podcast listeners to call in. And I'm going to ask you very specifically for two things if you're interested in calling in. The number one and most important that I would love, love, love is for those of you who are STJ dream catchers. Now, if you are this, you know you are. But just in case you're curious, STJ is Start Today Journal Dreamcatcher. You can go look at it on Instagram, hashtag STJ Dreamcatcher. These are people within our community who have achieved one of the dreams that they write down every day. So like me getting to fly in the first class, right? Or someone else building their dream business, someone else getting into shape. There's all sorts of incredible dreams and goals within our community's journals. And when you achieve something, we want to celebrate it. So if you haven't ever posted about your achievement, please do. Jackson Hollis, my oldest, my firstborn who runs our Instagram, he would absolutely love to feature you in the feed. So if you are an STJ dream catcher, please post your story on Instagram with pictures or a video and use that hashtag. We would just, oh gosh, it would make us so happy. And uh, we'll send you some cool swag if we feature you. So that's fun. But what I would love, what I would pee my pants for, guys, is if you could call into Hotline and tell your story. Because I can talk about this stuff until I'm blue in the face. And honestly, I have. I've been talking about this stuff for a decade. But I know that right now listening to this episode are men and women, people all over the world who are dreaming but are scared. They're dreaming but they're doubting. They're dreaming but they got their mama, their sister, their partner, their someone in the back of their head or in their ear telling them why it can't be theirs. And there is literally nothing that helps us as a community more than seeing someone else like us, someone else who didn't think they could, someone else who just got up and tried again, someone else who defied the odds. And if you are that person, please, oh gosh, please call and just tell us the story. We would love to hear it. We'd love to feature it here on the pod. The second thing that you can use the hotline for is to tell us what you're working on. Hey, Rach, this is Sarah, and I'm working on da, da, da. Because this community is about building together. 
So you can also inspire others by telling them one of your dreams or one of your goals. I would just love it. And if you have a question, that's for RHP. Ask Rach episodes. You can go ask me anything. But if you call the hotline, it's 737-400-4626. That's 737-400-4626. You'll hit one to ask me a question on RHP and two for start today stuff. And I really hope, oh, we're going to be so excited if you guys do it. And then we'll feature it the next episode that we can because it's just going to be so cool. I'm really excited to use a lot more UGC. So that's user generated content. Because like I said, I can keep talking about it. But if you talk about it, that's when people really start to get excited and see, okay, maybe I can do it too. Start Today isn't a journal. It's a mindset. It's a community. It's for dreamers and doers. And I'm grateful that you're here. We have a few months left in this year, a few months, guys, of 2023. I don't know about you, but I don't know how it's the end of 2023 already. But by God, I know that we are capable of greatness before this year is up. I know that we can end this year at the top of our game. If we're intentional, if we don't give up, if we believe in ourselves, if we root for each other, we can do amazing things. So do that. Do some amazing things. Make sure you sign up for email. I got one coming out for you Wednesday that features some of my favorite ways to reframe questions so you can ask better questions. And I'll be back Friday with producer Jack for Friday fun. I'll see you then. And until then, as always, I love you. And I'm rooting for you. The Start Today podcast is hosted and produced by Rachel Hollis. Executive produced by Jack Noble. Audio editing by Andrew Weller. It is part of the 3% Chance Network.